and balls of a grand old elephant. Welcome. Whisper in your lover's ear. Text the Soundhawk, 303-548-6877. Soundhawk, still jet lagged from your monster trip to Austin, I'm sure. Let's jump right into it. Escabona. <clears throat> just, just a refresh for the, those of us who, uh, who aren't uh, wise and balls deep. In the natural food space, what's Escabona mm. all about? What are you? What's going on there? Um, I can't hear a damn thing. <laughs> you can't? Nope. How about now? How about now? Hey, there we are. Hi, yeah. everybody. Welcome. Just leave that in? Yeah. Absolutely. I would say Escabona is a secret club of decision makers in the food industry. Is it a secret club? Because I no. think they advertise. You can buy tickets, right? It's a small, intimate gathering, though. Okay. And it's very interactive. Like it's, it, it, there's lots of cringeworthy moments, right? Where it's like sharing in a, not in a small group, but a kind of a big group. But it's like, oh. Like sharing your feelings? No, like they close the event with this uh, foam cube that's a microphone. Ooh. And it's the Butler brothers from the stage. Like, what commitment are you going to make after this event? And they throw it at you into the crowd. Oh my God. And you're going to like, talking in a minute. Is it hot? Is the mic hot the whole time? Oh. So when it's flying through the air, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's Look at you, thinking it. like a true AV tech. That's, that's where my mind goes as I'm staring at this uh, garage band. Project. So that goes on. There's, there's sort of, you break up into little working groups and in, in sessions and coached entrepreneurs. And okay. I was in a group talking to Wise Monkey. Have we talked about them on this show? Yeah. Probably. At, at Expo West. Don't they make like a tea that we like or something? A coffee leaf tea. Coffee leaf tea. See, I was talking to Max. They were the be- you were the bell of the ball at the last Expo West, but they were on your arm, so to speak. So, and where Expo West is all about pushing that product, right? Right. This this is, not- this is about pushing that thought leadership, isn't it? It's about pushing the boundaries. It's about are, making connections. You are on fire. Hey, it's like I've been there. No, I I, I do know a little bit of Basketbona just because. Uh, they, they've You've never co- been. They've courted me as well. Oh, pfft. it's my second year running, and um, our friends, the Butler Brothers, MC and host the event. You ran all the way there rather than taking a flight. Impressive. I, I was, knew you're committed to your health. I'll just give you a little. You, yeah. So, for, for the inside scoop. How about a high, a medium, and a low? <laughs> what is that? Your Escabona high, like the best thing okay. that happened. Your Escabona medium. The kind of most so milk toast thing that happened, and then the low, the worst thing that I'm happened. I'm going to go right to the medium and just give you the meat of the event. Like, if you were there, the takeaways, mm-hmm. food access, food justice, food waste. Wow. That's what we're talking about these I days. I like that. Yep. We've, it's, we've moved above and beyond the whole natural, organic, GMO. It's like access, justice, waste. 
Hmm. You know what? You know what I like about what I'm hearing so far, That's Mark? the medium. I feel like this event has its, its finger on the pulse a little bit because to me, that seems like a reaction to this new Trumpian America we're living in. We don't have time to dawdle and nitpick about silly little details. We got to get down to fucking business. Oh, I think they'd like to hear that. Should have thrown me the mic, guys. Come on. <laughs> throw in the hot cube. Throw me the hot cube, Adam. So I remember one particular presentation by somebody that's great um, about food waste, expiration dates on all your packing. He's like, get up there. He's like. Wait, somebody that's great whose name you can't remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really made an impression? Hey, I remember. Okay. Maybe they don't want to be talking. I don't know. Oh, maybe you're in His the process was... of getting a gig with them. So it's like an NDA type <sighs> thing. I get it. Christ. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. All these little dates on your packaging? Horse feathers. Exactly. Fucking horse feathers. <laughs> Even on some of that dairy shit, dude. If that it was ain't the point. plotted. He's like, this is not a legal requirement. Then this it ain't is sodded. all there so you can kind of protect your brand from sort of if it looks or smells or tastes a little funny. But we're throwing away f- six f- estimates of 40 to 60% of our food. And that, my friend, is a crime... Against? Against humanity. It is that indeed. So that's the medium. Now I'm going to go to the high. Ooh, can't wait. This is going to get you the details that's you love. Let's go on the high. I got there. Pete a little. I'm a like, little bit. I'm like a little tiny dog on the floor and you just got home. You've been <laughs> gone all day at work. What's going on? What's I the high? I landed and I'm like, Kingsbury. I bet you he's at a surf park. A skate park or a surf, surf park? park? That in inland, Ooh. make the manufactured waves and ride them. He's big into that. He's is trying he? to build one in college. Yeah, build one outside of Boulder. Wasn't there one at Waterworld? Not like this. <laughs> not, <laughs> this is for surfers. Oh, not bodyboarders. Not okay. for not for uh, the, obe- the obese American. Yeah, oh right. my God! Look at you, sunburned, obese, and riding the waves at Waterworld. Now listen. That's quite a snap judgment. What, what I, was your high there? I got off the. It's a, it's a it's a few sub highs. I got off the plane. I'm like, let me give a text. Hey man, I'm here. I'm on the plane. Just landed. Taxiing, one might say. And he said, "Oh, great. I guess I'll see you there." I'm like. All right, I'll head right to the event. And he's like, well, if you wait 10 minutes, we'll come pick you up. <laughs> Hell yeah. They picked you up at the airport? He caught a lift back from the surf park and picked me up at the airport? What a fucking night. In destiny. Escobar. Good charge, Kingsbury. You've done it again. Got to the, and so I was going to stay with the Butler brothers who were kind enough to give me their loft, which is their office couch. On the same the couch that you, yeah, yeah. That you soiled it's about last a, time. Tw- I did about, tw- nope, I did it about, it's about 20 minute walk mm-hmm. from the hotel, the conference. I'm in the car and then Dave's like, wow, we got an Airbnb. It was like three blocks from the hotel. Stay with us. <sighs> it doesn't like, stop there. And you're like, fuck yeah, I brought the weed. Because then I Had got to the in your shorts. reception. And of course, all the New Hope people, it's, I, I missed them. They're like, hey! Return of the King. <laughs> the Kingmaker. Return of the Kingmaker. Ran into my friend Scott Sherpy. Like, I, I know Sherps. I got an extra bed. Stay with me. Jesus, you're like competing. Everyone wants to spoon <laughs> with the, with the thought, thought leader. So I upgraded twice, and I'm in the hotel of the event with my own bed. He's right next Wait, to me. Wait, what there. was this body motion? Is this a, a, a lady on each arm? No, that was just me saying I didn't. I had my own space. Oh, I didn't okay. have to share with him. We're two grown men, both with two kids each. Yeah, both with needs. It'd be like sharing a bed with you. Yeah, I could see Ooh. that. What? You? I thought you were going to get all excited about that. You got a little. You did a little twitch. Well, I did. Why is it was, this? I wasn't expecting to be propositioned. That's all. <laughs> well, it was a, a wonderful time. Uh, Except for the fact that 
Went to the Saxon pub the first night, and I I paced myself quite. Here comes the low people. Oh, I know. Mark's only drinking one lager a week. Scott had a few. We left the pub, went to the hotel bar, ran into some CEOs, had a few more. Is this just Scott or all of you? I was I was there. He was my roommate. I know, but you weren't drinking. You were like I had like three like, nope, lime and soda for th- me, please. I stretched it to three. Three, three what lagers? Yes. Not like bourbons or anything? No, just lagers. Just lagers. They started doing shot Tequila down in Austin. Oh, they're doing shots. So we don't get back up to the room to about 12. And then the guy, I mean, love him. But he starts talking about canned heat for two and a half hours. The band canned heat? (laughs) Going down this YouTube hole where he was really into canned heat and what they did at Woodstock. And he... Aren't they the ones like You know why it's it, it's an interesting conversation? Because it's in a Pepsi commercial. Two songs with that crazy voice. And Those are like the only two songs that guy sang. All the other songs are by this guy named Big Bear, who's and just no got, one gave a shit about just him. Just got like a bluesy, like yeah. Everyone wants the money. But then the weird guy gets up there. But apparently he died early of a, a barbiturate overdose. In retrospect, he probably had some sort of mood disorder. Well, I mean... So that was a high. That was two hours well spent. What was a low? Well, I thought that was your low. No, that was my low. low. Sherp, Sherp's uh, can a high. That was bonding. Bonding time with an okay. old bud. I love... Uh, like, you're spooned. You're up on one arm, just watching together on his little phone screen. Pretty much. Pretty much. I love it. Uh, what would be a low? I don't know what would be a low. I mean, being tired. That's That's boring. the best you can do? <laughs> That's boring. Low. What's a low? Come on, Mark. This isn't. I didn't do anything like outrageously you, this isn't embarrassing. Just a paid advertisement for Escabona. Something I bad happened. I don't know. I don't. I... Did they run out of toilet paper? Uh-uh. Did Neil Gottlieb no, try, no, uh, try to get an interview with you in the bathroom again? <laughs> that would have been great. All right. Well, we talk. I mean, maybe I'll bring it down to low. We were talking a lot about the old Get Bit podcast. What to Ooh. do with that? There's a. Well, Come on. I, I thought of him when you said food justice, because that, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that is one of his top issues. Adam and I did a post-mortem on that, on but it's not dead. <laughs> what? <laughs> he, I thought he said he was going to pull, pull the plug. Well, no, I mean, he's not active. He's like, I'm going to tweak the universe and call it dead to see if the universe calls and back. And the universe didn't call back. The universe is like, sorry. Come on, motherfuckers. The universe is like, I'm trying to wade. It's you, you and I know. I'm wise and balls deep in a sea of podcasts right Elephants. now. I it's can't get to yours. too good an idea to die. It's going to come to life somehow in an unexpected way. That's what I, I know. think. Hey, Mark, you know, it's worth anything. In some sort anything. of like Escabona moment. There'll be an Escabona moment and that podcast will soar. There's going to be a brilliant act three to the Get Bit story. I tell you what, I can hear the music swelling now. What was the music? Get your phone away. Do 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 do. Get your phone away. All right, Mark. Moving on. While you were away at Escabona, great show. My inbox is always swarmed by music publicists looking for me to give my green light or lay a crown atop the newest release by so and so out of Hackensack. But how would you do that? You don't uh, write for any music publications. I select the music that we play oh, during, yes, during our us, interludes. Of course. Yep. Um, I used to write for a lot of prominent second-rate uh, music magazines. I? I forgot about the curation of the music on this show. You do a great job. Thank you. Um, anyway. In the five minutes it takes you. Tyler, the creator. Who? Uh, I, this guy. From Odd Future. 
I've always, I don't know this guy well enough. I don't know what to make of this character. He's intimidating, but he is a visionary, I think. He has, he has a gift. You should watch, there's a- A gift for what? Content creation. Mm, so it's not necessarily the music alone. No, the music's good, but he, he, I think he produces and directs right. their videos. He has a festival. Well, what I'm going to tell you here is he's got his own clothing line. Well, did, did you know the last album? I mean, I always thought he was like, because he came out of Odd, the, uh, Odd Future, so did Frank Ocean. Yeah, so did Earl's sweatshirt. Jesus. I guess we'll get to this in a minute. Okay. <laughs> so bear with us, and then we'll get back to talking about Golf Wang's lookbook. First, Greg Bagby. But yeah, we've got a Greg's ad coming your way. So brace yourself for some business insight. Greg's eggs coming to you in three, two, one. Okay, here's one more story related to risk and reward. It's called Standing on Your Tippy Toes. Instead of personally putting yourself out of balance with duct tape and indie cars, let's talk about putting your business out of balance. Let's begin with a hallucination and say you're in a weather-dependent business that could be anything from landscaping to amusement parks to ski areas to farming. Technically, even a lift driver's revenue is affected by the weather. Anyway, one very hard lesson I learned in a past life is the thing about a weather-dependent business is once a bad day has passed and you missed your number, you missed it, and it's probably not coming back. So, example, if it starts raining and your usual crowd doesn't show up, you're probably not going to make the loss up. Same thing with bad snow and ski areas. So each day you miss, you are figuratively in the deep end of the pool and the water is now rising. Eventually, that water is right under your nose. Ooh, it's time to talk about this uncomfortable analogy. Good news, kinda, is you're still a bit lucky at this point as the water is just under your nose and your biz is still breathing and standing on solid ground. But then another bad weather day or week hits and the water rises once more and it's time. You need, the business needs, to stand up on its tippy toes to keep breathing. If you want, you can try this right now. Come on, baby, stand up, get up on the tippy toes. It doesn't take too long and you start to really feel it. Risk City, this is not fun. It's at this moment that you're hoping for the weather to break. The reward is to be able to set your heels back on the ground, get comfy again, and make your numbers. In reality, tippy toes means the business is trying on the fly to adjust spending, cogs, costs, burn rates, scraping in every penny you can, etc., to make up for the shortfall. Are you feeling the calf burn? by the way, and you already know this, but if you go into your selling season with a draft contingency plan, well, hey, the calf burn may not be so bad, eh? I don't know. You've probably done this quote-unquote adjustment exercise before, and it's still a very painful exercise. Muscle, bone, your own throat, which do I cut and not cut? Huge risks that if they go jiggy could radically affect the business. And all to get to your reward. Guess what? This risk and reward exercise, it's part of the gig. Wow. I got a bit wordy there, sorry. It's time to sum this shit up. Bottom line, think of standing on your tippy toes as another jacked up variation of how long can you do it? Tenacity and adaptability. To keep your business in balance no matter what mother nature throws at you. Ack, back. Back, ack, ack, ack. 
Risk and rewards. Deep and into the business inside weeds. There was some other stuff going on there that I... Yeah. Mm, what? I could identify with some of it. Those standing on your tippy toes. Coggers. Nose above water. Floodwaters of whatever it is. Apt metaphor in these trying times. It is. I feel like I don't know. I didn't understand about 35% of what he was talking about. But the... The the, uh, that the visual, nut of it. The nut of it, yes. You, you, know? you, you understood Greg's nut. I understood Greg's nut. His egg, his nut, his seed spoke to me, as I hope it spoke to you. And speaking of rewards, Mark. Thank you, Greg. Let's get back to uh, Tyler, the creator's Golf Wang uh, Fall Winter 2017 lookbook. Frank Ocean and Tyler, sort of singular personalities coming out of the collective. You're missing Earl Sweatshirt. And Earl Sweatshirt. All of them you have unique. Frank, of course, somewhat known mm-hmm. for the... His sexuality. Mm-hmm. Malleable. Malleable. Certainly some elements of homosexuality. Go in for a, it. In, <laughs> in a music subculture that typically didn't tolerate that. Absolutely. Tyler seemed very macho. I, he's not. But I, I heard on this last album, he's singing about like kissing boys and. He's just kind of a, like a. Bumblebees and. Yeah, he's kind of a weird guy. All right. A little off. Which what? I like, and it, you see him here in this picture. Did you click on the link? I want you to look through the lookbook. I want okay, to get your I takes, saw the picture. Let me do the What link. do you think of these uh, furry pink shorts? I think you'd look great in those. <clears throat> I think. How about how about uh, Greg Bagney wearing those, standing on his tiptoes? <laughs> those are Bagney. They are. Those are great for Bagney. Oh nice. look, golf shop book. This is the one you want me to look at. Oh, I guess the lookbook's down. Uh, it was up. I have this link. Previous. Oh, book. There's a book. There you go, book. Fall, winter. Ah, that's the one. Yeah. I got it. Something's beeping. Yeah, someone's car alarm. Oh, jeez. All right, what, any particular outfit? You want me to just... I want, you, I want to see what strikes your fancy, Mark. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what strikes my fancy. I'm going to go with... What's this? I think that would look good on me. Oh, yeah, kind of like a pajama shirt. Uh and that's like, oh, it's a full pajama suit. And it's like, sort of like a deconstructed plaid, wouldn't you say, Mark? Yeah, with a big floppy, it looks like there's a napkin just resting on top of his head. Yeah, it's like an exploded uh, yarmulke. That's what, that's a towel? I don't know. Yeah. So, so he's featured as one of the models here. Yeah. Oh, I like that uh, long pink you do trench like coat. That and look at, the, look at the baggy pleated pants. I had some pants just like that. This is what's exciting for me about fashion. Are they coming right now. back? The baggy pleats? Baggy, big baggy shit's coming back. It's like I'm living oh, in the 90s again. Oh, what a nightmare for you. No, I like it. You. Oh, don't give me this shit. What shit? I've been bagging it for years and you just yell at me, tell me I'm out of touch. No, these, well, are, just, these are tight. There's a difference between like just baggy out of like flip floppedness. Oh, God. And then a more stylish approach to baggy, Mark. Mm hmm. You fuckers. I, I can, t- all my method. No, the taste makers decide which baggies in and which no. baggies out. All I like to do is I like to go to the thrift store and I'll look through the dress pants mm-hmm. and I'll find like really nice. Like I just got a pair of really nice vintagey, like really old J. Crew uh, wool pants pleated. Oh, okay. They're, they fit my waist. They're like Tell me more. 32 or something, but they're like very pantaloony. Oh, and then, perfect. For and me. then like just like back in the day, back just in the in 90s, time. I'll cut them off. You know, a little bit above the ankle. <laughs> That's the style. Yeah, I've seen you do that. Yeah, it's comfy. 
And it's nice. I'm reliving a bit of my youth. It's good for a 40-something male. It is. And I'll tell you what, I don't feel 40 anymore. Ever since I got out from behind the desk. Oh, yeah? And I'm just working. I'm a business owner. (laughs) No, but I spend very little time sitting down anymore. And my back has not been troubling me. That's great. Yeah, it's exciting. How are your ears doing? Hamstring's still a little tight. Ears, pretty bad. I've been drinking a lot of coffee. I'm starting to think that maybe I kind of tricked myself into thinking caffeine wasn't making it worse. It was. Mm. But now I'm just, I'm in too deep. So, I don't know. Oh, hey. Is that the uh, patrons only line, Mark? Yeah, but what do they want? I don't know. Do you want to answer it and see? Or okay. Want, or you want us to let it, we can just How let many it rings? Ring. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Hello. No, don't worry. We um we did pause the Patreon page because of our inability to frequently give you the content you so richly deserve and c- crave. Wow, this guy's a pro. But it'll come back, so you can go ahead and uh, follow or go go ahead and sub- patronize. Yeah, we just won't ding you until we're back into a regular production schedule. So, wow. Patreon.com. Mm, Mark, I was just blown away. Match nine thousand. Okay. I just wanted to tell Subscriber you Subscriber only content That performance, Mark um, I gotta tell you I know you're looking for work right now I'm sorry that we are fully staffed at Needle in the Hay Because you should be answering phones, my friend <laughs> Great Oh, thank God I found my calling What? Yeah, 44 You just have to look elsewhere but Hey Well, I'm, I, have no, I have no work for oh, you right now I have I'm no sorry. work for you right now <laughs> I'm sorry Oh Oh, boy. There's a whole new plot line to be developed (laughs) that is just miserable to think about Josh as the employer. I'm nice to work for. I'll bet you are. People enjoy my company. I lost my Google Doc, though. I'll take over. FDA. This food news podcast. I I would say this. Tell me. Much discussion of the podcast at Escobona. Not so much where I thought people actually knew... That we hadn't recorded in a while? Mm. Like, how's it going? What's going on with the podcast? But everybody would pepper in a detail or two that made it, they'd at least listen to some shows. Like, I know that you had a podcast. Someone told me. That's the fridge. It's making ice. Soundhawk. Ooh, it's really making ice. My my feathers are furrowed, hackled. It's exceptionally loud today. What was I going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, we can't remember... Our roots. I can't, excuse me. We can't forget our roots <laughs> from whence we came, and we have to deliver some, some, not all, but some food news to these people. They we've delivered a lot of food news. Food news. Right. I know. We've already had a deep, well, a deep dive on Escabona 2017. I'm just saying that's we're going to get to some food news here. So, F- Mark, I have a question I, for you. I've eaten a lot of granola. Have you? I have. I, I you know, I, I've been eating a lot of this uh, Smart brand. It's like a, a, a blend of psyllium. And uh, oat. It's these little crisps. Is this a hot cereal? No, or a cold, it's just a cold cereal? cereal. I've been eating it with uh, date pieces that are rolled in oat flour. <laughs> I tell you what, dude, you eat those. Yep. You're taking at least two pillow shits a day where it just feels like you're pooping a down pillow. Everything's floating when you stand Thank up. God. So good. But so good. when Do you eating know granola, what I had? I thought of you because I had an itchy butthole. Wow. I thought of the deep, it was a seasonal thing, I think. It was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the knowing nod. Yeah. It was like, it, it wasn't being managed well. Yeah. Is this while you were on the road? 
a <laughs> week before. Because travel can sometimes exacerbate no, itchy no. butthole. I, I, I'm not ashamed to admit I borrowed some of the uh, kids' desitin product. and well, That's a good product. It'll heal it right away. Or you can just get a, a Preparation H wipe is great. Because now that you've experienced itchy butthole, you know that... Did you have one of those moments where it like itched so bad that you were spasming in your seat? Like you're like, I have to attend to this right away. <laughs> like dig in there and just scratch the hell out of it. Yes. And I swear... I like, never had that until this that week. Something yeah. about scratching that itch... I mean, there's, I wouldn't say there's a sexual element to it, but I think because it's like a, a mm. nerve-rich orifice. Oh, boy. There's something like beyond just scratching. You know, you scratch oh, an itch yeah. on your arm. Oh, totally. Like, you scratch an itch on your arm, you're like, oh, okay, I feel better. But yeah, you start to get a little carried away scratching an itch on your butthole. Okay? You, you can. It can, it can. It can. It can be a compulsive behavior, I think. It could. I could see you just... It's like that. Just leave your finger in there and just wait for it to. I didn't. Oh, was that was your itch inside? I don't. I can't no. advocate for that. <laughs> Not really in. But sometimes when you have like the prep, sometimes you you uh, wrap your finger in a preparation H wipes just so you can like really get to the itch, and then it feels like you're actually maybe breaking the plane. You might you might have. Well, there's yeah. Okay, I got it. Hey, but let's talk granola, Mark. <laughs> can love be an ingredient in granola? I'm wondering that. FDA rebukes bakery for claiming love as an ingredient in granola. Quote, I really like that we list love in the granola. Neshoba Chief Executive John Gates told Bloomberg News, people ask us what makes it so good. It's kind of nice that this artisan bakery can say there's love in it and it puts a smile on people's face. But the Food and Drug Administration didn't see it that way, Josh. To the FDA, love is a fluid. A human emotion, it said, cannot be an ingredient be an ingre, be an ingredient in baked goods. Discuss. <laughs> they put love on their ingredient list, and the FDA said, "Get the fucking love off of your ingredient list." Oh, I see. So we're they were trying to be cute and playful. We're towing the line between yes, bureaucracy and fun. There you go. In the story, how about this? Take it off your ingredient list. Put a big uh, hand-drawn heart on the front of your ba- uh, bag oh, that I'm says sure. made with love. Exactly. Made with love. Uh, I get it. Because for everyone who thought it was cute, there was someone who was confused by it. I kind of agree. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be cute there. No. Nah. No. There's a time and a place to be cute, Mark, and it's not on government forms. It's when you're scratching your butthole. It's when you got a, a, a finger swathed in I uh, think a little... witch hazel. Nope. That's what's in a preparation H wipe. I feel like that would dry it out. It's an astringent. I don't need dry. I need... Okay. I'm okay now. You could just give yourself a witch hazel enema. I could just... Actually, yeah. I don't know if that's okay. I haven't tried that. The FDA also noted numerous... code. The story doesn't stop. Also noted numerous code violations at the bakery. Mm, see, I told you love is a fluid. What did you mean by that? Just ponder for a while, I guess. Maybe it'll come to you. I, Maybe it will no, come I do. to you. It as an ingredient in the food? Continue. Such as a single unspecified one inch long, quote, <laughs> crawling insect mm. in the pastry area among the focaccia breads, seven grain rolls, and brioche rolls. Was that a one inch insect commonly referred to as a skin eel? The agency said that the use of love as an ingredient was, not, quote, not among the agency's top concerns with the bakery. Oh! And this bakery has taken it in the itchy butthole today, or last week. When did this happen? It was a few weeks ago. <clears throat> That's oh, just they little... probably feel better now. So there you go, folks. Don't, don't, don't uh, get too cute with your ingredient deck. 
Moving on, the Codfather. Ooh, the Codfather. Who's gets, the Codfather? I'll right? tell you. He gets 46 months in prison. This is coming to us from the Fern. Didn't write down the author's name. Shout out, author. We always attribute. Criminals don't come more colorful than Carlos Raphael. Once the most powerful fisherman in the nation's most valuable seafood port, widely known as the Codfather, he conquered the fishing industry in New Bedford, Mass., through a combination of guile and rule-bending. You with me? Guile was always one of my favorite characters on Street Fighter Two. He famously described himself as a pirate and told regulators it was their job to catch him. Ooh. Like his style. On Monday, the law finally caught up to the Godfather. Federal judge sentenced Raphael to 46 months in prison for masterminding one of the biggest fisheries frauds in American history. I'll bet you want to know more. Tell me about this fraud, Mark. Raphael's company, Carlos Seafood Inc., very creative with the name, mm-hmm. owns approximately 40 boats as well as a fish processing facility. Although regulations require vessels and processing plants to independently submit their catch reports, oh, his vertical integration allowed him to falsify both sets of documents. After that, shrimping was easy. And skirt quotas uh, on valuable species like soles. He then sold his illegal wares to a buyer in New York. This is where it gets really good. To a buyer in New York for bags of cash, or jingles, as Raphael called them. This guy really is a pirate. Yeah. Which he smuggled to Portugal with the help of Antonio Freitas, a corrupt Bristol County Sheriff's deputy. Aw. Oh, you know, if you want to run fast and loose with the law, I mean, far be it from me to... So he's like skirting. He's, he's I was more kidding. Like, I mean, I don't know. Don't break the law. In don't recent, break the law. In recent years, overfishing and but regulations. But he's the kind of pirate that you could find yourself rooting for if you're not careful. There's something colorful. You might make a movie out of him. But you know what? We don't need people like this. Could be a Tom Cruise movie. You know, he's running our fisheries or running our government. Wow, Mark. Because he's at his best when he's playing kind of more of a gray area Who? character. Tom Cruise. He's in some movie you now where he plays like a sort Captain of like Phillips. a morally ambiguous fella who's like a smuggler of sorts and it's supposed to be one of his best performances in years. Really? Yeah. Well, look. In recent years, overfishing and regulations have particularly disadvantaged New England small boat owners. A fleet that Raphael once called mosquitoes on the balls of an elephant. So in this equation, are we the mosquitoes on the, on the wizened balls of a grand old elephant? You're talking about Trump. I just meant you and I right now performing our podcast. I'm just saying there's consequences to this colorful pirate-like behavior. Well, I'm He's saying I think all the little guys. I think you're drunk. Itchy butt, me on <laughs> elephant ball blood. What are you talking about? You're a mosquito on an elephant's ball sack. Who's his? Hey, don't fuck the don't fuck the small fisherman. <laughs> right there we go. It's clearly a. Uh, What's his fucking... Wahlberg. You got to have the Wahlbergs all over this movie. Yeah. All the Wahlbergs. How you guys doing? You guys doing good? How's your mother? Yeah. How's your mother? Who's How, gonna, how's somebody, the food, babe? Somebody, some, yep, let's get to that. Somebody could play the Codfather. Somebody could play the dirty, the corrupt deputy. Somebody could play... Uh, I want to see Luis Guzman. The smuggler. Play the Codfather. Which one of them could best say jingles when they got their bags of cash? How many jingles are you going to get? I don't know. Doesn't sound like any of them. That sounds like more of a Narcos. Sorry, what? Agent Pena. Oh, you, you're watching Narcos? I did watch Narcos. I liked it. <clears throat> Moving on. I want to thank Food Babe. We have, we, uh, 
have rat- rattled Food Babe's cage from time to time on this podcast. Well, I mean, it, there was some high. There be was hard some not to. Th- we've been close. We've been apart. I was. Her, That's right. I was her bodyguard briefly at Expo West. We we were apart. We were social media buds. She followed for a while. us on Twitter for five minutes. And we were apart, <laughs> and now we are coming back together, Mark. Are we? Well, because I, I got to tell you, she has legitimate concerns about problematic ingredients. Together. Apart, she wants to bring bags of air onto airplanes. Was that what it was? Something like that. Something like that. Ziploc bags full of your home air. I'm, I'm I don't remember that. Not trying. I to. remember. I remember a, a list of things that she brings on a plane. Get it was it exhaustive. Um, Something about the air. But I'll tell you. You know, I like to rail against convenience. Why not bring and a then bag talk of air? about how our addiction to convenience is really kind of at the root of all the problems we're experiencing right now. Eh. But I am a creature of convenience and habit, and I. I love you a Starbucks. I drink a lot of Starbucks. Not a lot, a lot, but I'll have a couple, really? three or four a week. Hmm. Um, and then, so I was just kind of wondering. You just um, get them down there in Cherry Creek in between your- If I'm in Cherry Creek, I usually get something at Aviano, which is like the small fancy pants place. So if you're, but where do you get your Starbucks? Over here somewhere? If I'm getting Starbucks, it's usually like, it would be in the mornings. Uh, my wife will go work out and then on her way back, she's like, I'm going to stop and get something from Starbucks. Do you want something? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take a coffee that'll take me all day to finish. I'll take a double venti. I just always get, well, see, my thing was, I was, I was wondering to myself, like, are, is there coffee genetically modified? Because I'm drinking a lot oh, of it. Not well. But I don't really know. And so I was no. searching around for the answers. Food Babe didn't give me that answer, but she did. I, she, you she, went to the Food Babe? I, I think when I was searching stum- for Starbucks, yeah. Starbucks GMO, the food babe came up and I was like, hey, of course she did. hey, stranger, it's been a while. All right. You know what that's telling? Because that's another Escobona point. There's pe- people who have figured out how to hack the mainframe online world mm-hmm. and come up when you have questions about things have become the authorities on things, even though they are not. Well, they're the authority on SEO. Exactly. So take your love granola and fucking hire an SEO specialist. Or put on a bikini. Yeah. <laughs> With the... All right. Anyway, she... Tell me about Starbucks coffee. <laughs> well, the main, the main takeaway from... This was an exhaustive report. So Starbucks, I think, finally you know, relinquished and gave up, gave into the food, babe, and released a full breakdown of all the ingredients and all oh, their okay. drinks. And so okay. she all kind right. of... It's a big, long report where she picks out some of the worst offenders. From Starbucks or her? What do you mean? The list is from her. She distills the information that Starbucks poureth forth. I'm wondering if she created an exhaustive report on this or... I think she did. She like went through some of their most popular drinks and pulled out the different ingredients that could be... I think it's 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 that clear. If I really want to supercharge my career in market research and create my own exhaustive reports, I should put babe on my name. That's what people want when they... Exhaustive research... I want something with babe in the title. Yeah, well, you could be the food beefcake. Beefcake? Dude? Uh, you food and your dude. swimmer's body? Hey, the food dude. The food dude. Who the <laughs> f- Does <laughs> that your, not exist? There's your YouTube channel. And you with your flip-flops and your baggy jeans, your easy-fitting clothes, your- Food dude. Jimmy Buffett attire. You could tell, hey, I'm the food dude. There's got to be a food dude, right? I think you need some sort of affectation, though. Because the food dude wouldn't be a guy talking like, oh! You got you to, gotta, like- Temper some of the Kermit out. Oh, that's really hard for me. And get a little beat. Be like, hey, welcome hey. to the Food Dude Report. Yeah. Oh. Shirt off. 
shirt unbuttoned. Unbuttoned. A little lower than it is right now. I don't think there is a food dude. So according to the food babe, Starbucks' main priority should be to get off of Monsanto milk. The best way to do that, offer organic milk. What does that mean, Monsanto milk? It means that the cows that they uh, are... The cows that produce the milk that they purchase eat genetically modified ingredients like corn, sure. shitloads of Monsanto. So conventional. Corn. Why not just say conventional milk? Monsanto milk. Well, because see, here's a lesson for here's a free lesson from the food babe, Mark. She makes up little taglines that stick in your craw, buddy. Okay. Okay. Starbucks caramel macchiato. Mm. Starbucks still uses high fructose corn syrup in the caramel sauce found in their caramel macchiatos. Not only is this sweetener generally made from GMO corn, it's been shown to contribute to, uh, to the de- development of diabetes. They have taken out the caramel color that's linked to cancer, um, but you will still find it in this caramel sauce. Caramel? Caramel. Caramel. Caramel? Caramel? Caramel. So pretend caramel. Pretend for a moment we're life partners, Mark. And I've I've got I went I got up early. I went to a we're in pul- bed spooning, went, watching candy well, no, but vids I, on I'm YouTube. Gone now. I'm gone. You're it's, gone. It's the morning. I'm at my Pilates class. The bed is colder. Your phone buzzes and it's a text message. It says, "Hey, honey, I'm I'm going to stop by Starbucks on my way back. Do you want anything?" Yep. You're thinking, <laughs> "I want a citrus green tea latte." I don't think it's a text. I think it's a it's a FaceTime. Hey, honey, I'm on the way to Starbucks. <laughs> you know what it is? Is you have your Apple Watch on, and I send you my heartbeat through the Taptic oh, engine. Oh, God. Like, feel, I'm, I'm still racing for my workout. What do you want? And you're thinking, I want a green tea, a citrus green tea latte. Green tea is good for me. Citrus is good for me. Oh. That's what I want. Right, Mark? You're going you're gonna to spoil it for me. I'm going to ruin it because that drink I'm bringing home to you, Mark, it's anything but healthy. This tea is completely loaded with sugar, sugar. And more sugar with 50 grams in a venti. That's soda can level. And more than the most, and more than most of the other drinks at Starbucks. And then there's other forms of sugar in this drink that come from maltodextrin and corn syrup, both likely GMO derived. And instead of using real lemon, it's flavored with a chemical concoction of flavors, sweeteners, emulsifiers, and preservatives. That's BS. Yeah, so... I mean, I'm I'm not shocked that there's sugar, but that is a lot of sugar. This whole Monsanto milk thing can go away. If you want organic milk, get organic milk. Starbucks going to do organic milk? That's a big they deal. They do. I do believe that their soy milk is organic, though. I think that might be right. So non-GMO, why don't you just least. get that instead of drinking pus anyway? Well, okay. they, they go through a lot of milk. Those prices are already high. You want to go with organic milk? I'm, I just want to go with changer. a game changer. I think the better choice would just good for be, you, food babe. Go with a nut milk. This food dude says, "Shout out, food babe." Pressure on Starbucks, the milk supply. That's a big changer. Good for you. See, I thought you'd like that one. Let's listen to some music. Oh, okay, good. Peter Matthew Bauer. I'm done thinking about food. Peter right Matthew now. Bauer. I think played keyboards in uh, the Walkman. Remember them? He was early member of Pet the Wet Beaver too. Oh, was he? Okay. Well, he's got a new album out. I think it's called Mount. Quaff. Well, there's no U. How would you pronounce Q-A-F? I think it's calf. Queef. Because Q-A-T is, is one of the only words you can use in Scrabble that's a Q without a U. So let's say you have a Q but no U and you have an A and a T. Q-A-T. I think it's a type of hat, but I believe it's pronounced like cat. Cot. Cot. K-H-A-T. No. Q-A-T. The leaves of an Arabian shrub, which are chewed or drunk as an infusion as a stimulant. Oh, Mount, we need to Mount Cough. 
Mark, will you still speak of love? As we continue, episode 125, on the wizened balls of a grand old elephant, perched here, sucking blood and nourishment like a couple of good time mosquitoes, summertime. What's going on, man? We're waiting for that to wrap itself up. That was a nice piece of music. It was Tom Petty esque, which uh, immediately makes Super me Tom feel Petty. melancholy. Exactly. You're over there speaking of love. I'm speaking of loss and pain. I know. Because it sounded so much like Tom Petty. I know. A little the mu- the musicality was a little bit more. It's pretty much Tom Petty, actually. <laughs> All right. I got one more story. All right. Can you? I might be a little distracted. Um, I apologize. I'm doing God's work here. I'm putting uh, the appropriate hashtags on our in the face post. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this you need to respond to this one. So I'm we almost just, done. Just no, no, you, you go. I'm listening. All right, I'll set it up. A night at a dystopian dinner party, eating like it's the end of food. Dystopian dinner party. Go. Caitlin, Tiffany, and Lizzie Plowjik writing on the verge. Let me set the stage. This is the next menu, an event conceptualized by chef Jen Monroe, best known for a popular series of monochrome meals, and author Alexandra Kleeman, best known for the novel You Too Can Have a Body Like Mine, about a futuristic cult dedicated to a specific brand of snack cake. Mm. I want to read that book. A whole book about a snack cake? A futuristic cult. Dedicated to a specific brand of snack cake. Sounds very, um, blame. Blame? Blame? Blame. Blase. The food is of the post-apocalyptic sort. The leaves and jellies and fish paste will eat as the world continues to warm. Now I'm going to give to you all the courses of the meal. I guess we should just sound good, sound bad. Okay. All in. Cocktails made with mezcal, pineapple juice, smoked salt, and spirulina frozen into ice cubes. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Absolutely, right? I feel like the the alcohol is probably going to negate the health benefits of the cute little spirulina ice cubes, but maybe not. Maybe you drink the alcohol as long as you eat the cubes, you know? Ooh, the cubes of the chaser. I get it. Well played. Next. Or they melt, but imagine it's. I imagine well, it's. I know, a, but like uh, you've you consume the alcohol first, and then as they melt, you can then you can drink this. I'm also the visual is probably pretty good, right? You got that oh, yeah. pineapple juice with these green ice cubes floating in there. That's cool. That's look a little mucky, but pawn. Excuse me, prawn crackers laden with octopus, avocado, and finger lime. I'm gonna pass on that. What? I don't eat octopus. I don't eat aliens. Okay. I don't eat alien species and or species that might be smarter than me. That's why I don't eat dolphin. You and Gwyneth, birds of a feather, gooping it together. Hey, man. Hey, man. Look into it. The more you read about octopus intelligence, the less you're going to want to eat one of those things. All right. It's fine. I got it. Savage. No octopus ceviche for you. Salad. A huge serving of red cabbage angrily chopped the hell? And mixed with bits of seaweed, anchovies, mochi, toasted nori, and sea beans, which, as you know, thin, super salty twigs. 
You know, and I could see sea beans being a key ingredient in post-apocalyptic dining because when I was at the Salton Sea... The Salton Sea, I knew it would bring it back for you. Huge sea bean bush. Absolutely. Huge. The big bush. And you know, only weeks earlier, I'd purchased sea beans at an exorbitantly what? high price from Whole Foods and just loved the way they tasted. You, you, if I remember right, you blanched them. And then you can like toss them with oil and stuff. You don't want to salt them at all because they are already so salty. A very salty food. I am into that. Into that salad. Give me some of that. Soup made of mussels, blue oyster mushrooms grown in a small controlled environment farm in Brooklyn. I've heard about these mushroom farms. I like that. Wakame seaweed and a salty brown broth that has the look of oil separating in vinegar. Broth sounds a little off to me. And I'll tell you, uh, my so wife and I... It's a little seafood <clears throat> consomme bouillabaisse soup. My wife and I were eating oysters the other night, raw, on the half what shell. What happened after that? We, were, we uh, took the kids to Elway's. We'd been promising to take Interesting them there for choice. a while. Well, oh, sports. They're sports fans. We had some delicious uh, East Coast oysters. And we were just talking about shellfish and about how oysters are probably our favorite and how we sometimes like mussels. But when you get even one bad, like even remotely bad muscle mm-hmm. in a collection of other muscles, like if you eat that one, it ruins the whole thing because mm. it tastes like, I think my wife nailed it with this description, it tastes like bad breath. Ooh. Kind of a, a, a <laughs> it's not that it's a bad muscle that's going to make you sick, but it's just a muscle that's a little off. It tastes like bad breath. And then from that moment forward, all the muscles taste like bad breath. So yeah, I'll, have, I'll try some of the soup. I'm not, and I hate wasting food, but I can't promise I'm going to finish it. Although I probably will. Probably will. Yeah. Fruit, fruit course. You're going to get a brick sized piece of watermelon. Oh no. Brick sized pieces of watermelon, mango and pineapple served with a bowl of salt water. What? We are supposed to, you are supposed to dip your hands in the water to season the fruit before you eat it and think about the energy intensive process of making mango available in New York City in September. I really like that last point because I feel like, I think I'm geared up for this apocalyptic dining because whenever I eat anything, whenever I drink a glass of water, I'm like thinking about origins. I'm thinking like, Mm. I am so lucky that I have hot water available to me to pour onto this tea bag full of pu'er tea. Even, so if it's not, even if it's not the best pu'er on the planet, I am thankful that it made its way to me. Of course. You got to give uh, thanks for that shit all the time. Every day is Thanksgiving, Mark. I can't. So we've made it to the dessert course. So I just we will pause for a second because I look at this and I go, hell yeah, that doesn't sound so bad. I eat all that shit. I like that there's an element of bringing us back it's tempting to say like primal, but that's not right because plenty of cultures enjoy eating with their hands and they use bread as silverware, which makes more sense in many ways. But I like what are you talking about? Oh, the that salt you're being water? encouraged to eat with eat the fruit with your hands and that the salt water and undoubtedly the saltiness of your skin, the oil on your skin, that becomes part God, of the palate, Marcus. What's for dessert? No, but what was my main well, course? Uh, all of that, you don't see any meat on this menu. I know. Well, there's uh, bivalves. There's, there's Which some people think meat. that they should be considered a vegan food because there's no nervous system. Oh, interesting. We've talked about it on this podcast. I'm surprised you look shocked. <laughs> I look very shocked. All right. Give me dessert. So interesting. No meat, all of that, but also 
I'm looking at that. And I'm like, that's it's it's a fine dining approach to post-apocalyptic fine dining. Fine dining. Fine dining. It all sounds really good. I guess they're trying to convey some of the downside with the fact that it's angrily chopped. That was weird. That's weird. Brick-sized pieces of fruit. Why? Why do I need them brick-sized? I don't want to get that either. And the salt water dip seems a little contrived. All right, dessert. Dessert course is called Five Futures. One, jellyfish chopped very finely, mixed with buttermilk and frozen. That's a dessert, huh? That's it. Jellyfish and buttermilk? I guess it's like a little custard with some jellyfish in there. Yeah. Yeah, probably gross. Two, tiny apple pies made with sea salt. That's a little... (laughs) A little closer. <laughs> We're getting there. That seems fine. <clears throat> Three, two square inch cubes. No, two square inch cube. A two, a two square inch cube? Two square a inch A single cube. square inch cube? Or? I think it's going to be one square, two square inch cube that has fig, cheese, raw honeycomb, and edible gold leaf. Sold. Sold. To the man in the white t-shirt sitting on the couch. Four. His and hers jelly. Now, this is notable for being, in Monroe's own words, the grossest thing she has ever served. One half of the gel is pink, strawberry flavored, with biotin for beautiful hair, skin, and nails. Mm. It's functionalized like a little supplement. The other half is blue-green, bacon flavored, with omega-3s for improved brain function. This is meant to represent a future in which all food is replaced by gels and supplements and marketed aggressively by gender, for some reason. Pink part tastes nice like a jello cup, and the blue-green part is foul beyond belief. So that's oh, so this is like a is this a future where women have taken control I, and are exacting I mean, revenge? Maybe, but I don't slight them for that. Um, it tastes like the the it tastes like the smell of something rotten, <clears throat> like being forced to eat the leftover Thanksgiving turkey that was forgotten about until March. Or, okay. how about Easy. a big old bad breath muscle? Just to concentrate that into a tincture and dip it on your dessert. All right. Obviously, nobody's going to. Well, I like this, Mark. Five. Oh, okay. An empty shell meant to represent no dessert and a failure to adapt. Oh. No dessert for you. Mic drop at the end of that meal. Oh, my God. Well, you know what, Mark? I find this interesting because when, when we did, uh, those of you, I'm sure all of you have listened to In the Face by now, In the Face episode, Mike, we're asking a question about how can Mark maintain his dominance in our league? The, his answer, what he had to harness for the future was the oyster, Mark, mm. the shell, the open, empty shell. So I have a question for the tarot, Mark. You do. Okay. And then uh, we got we to gotta hop. We got to bounce. Got business to attend to. But what I want to know, Mark... But what a treat to spend this time with you. And we will be back. Oh, we'll be back. It just might be a while. Yeah. It's always, it might not be a while. <laughs> you never know with us. Episode 125. On the, the wizened balls of a grand old elephant, Mark. That's not... Natch. Oh, wait, you're supposed to ask the question. Food news... Yeah, exactly. Ask me a question, Mark. No, you have one. I don't have one. Well, I sort of did. I, I just... Something about the I mean, future. I want, like, how perilously close are we mm. to an apocalyptic future? How? Is this Trumpian, this terrifying Trumpian area, area but a stutter step as we move forward? There's the question. How close is this, apoco- how close is this apocalypse? Say again? 
You son of a bitch. Dude, I'm getting, tag- I'm getting blown up. We're having an inventory, inventory issue. <laughs> inventory crisis. Inventory crisis. I wouldn't say crisis. The product. It isn't matching up to the ledger. Actually, this is a good problem to have. We have sold out of Kevin Murphy bedroom hair. <laughs> Alert. In fact, Alert. hold on just a All second. All podcast listeners. You, you talk for a second. I'm going to get something for we you. We have sold out of the Kevin Murphy bedroom hair. We are happy to redirect you to other locations in the vicinity where you can acquire such product. You could, of course, create a direct relationship through us online via our website, needleinthehaysalon.com, where we will be happy to auto-ship you Kevin Murphy bedhead product. No, no. Let me tell you about this. Kevin Murphy uh, is great product. You'd like this product. He... Is a hairstylist who has psoriasis, and as he was trying to find psoriasis products, psoriasis or eczema? Psoriasis, the worst one, the badder one, the more painful one. Is it the more chronic one? I is think yes. Psoriasis is like the one people take medication this for. This is still to be determined. Okay. Couldn't find a product that didn't irritate his skin, so he went to school. His head skin. A, success, a very successful hairstylist went back to school to learn about skincare. And like holistic skincare, I believe, and like natural organic skincare. Sounds like a good origin story. It is. Developed a product line that's called Skincare for Your Hair Mark. The bedroom hair is a is a spray that you'd put on to add texture and a little bit of volume. It gives you that like next dry, day. What's next that day trend? The it's dry, like a dry shampoo. A dry shampoo. It's going to give you volume, a uh, little, it's going to heighten the texture. What do you think of the dry shampoos? I like them. And this, <laughs> no, this bedroom hair. It's probably our that best. Is a, that is a candle you keep I'm showing to me. I'm getting to it, dude. All right. It's probably our best-selling product. It smells so freaking good. Mm. When I walk through the salon and someone's using it, I involuntarily just belch. Mm. Like a, a very I thought like, you were going to say you leaked a little. I pee a little, but they don't see that. But I do go, because mm, it smells that good. Quite and I have, I have talked, at, not at length, but enough times about how much I love the smell of that product that our rep gave me this candle. Oh, it is the bedroom, the Chambre uh, candle. See if you can pinpoint the ingredient in there that, that, well, there's one ingredient that has my fancy and I can smell it in there. <sighs> oh, that's interesting. It's a, it's a nice scent. Isn't that a good scent? Yeah. Light what is the you. ingredient? That's interesting. I'm going to go with thyme. No, I'll <laughs> give you a clue. Eucalyptus. You would probably find it in an Earl Grey tea. That's just black tea. Cardamom. Cardamom. No, Mark. Bergamot. Bergamot. (laughs) Love that smell. Oh, next gen. That's on trend. Love that product. Need to order more. Then cardamom. Mark, I encourage you. Bergamot. I encourage you to go to kevinmurphy.com.au. It's an Australian Australian brand. Use their product matchmaker. It's great. You answer a bunch of questions about your hair and your oh, uh, I'm so your up. routines. It's going to re- recommend a collection of products for you, Mark. All right, let me. I'll put that in the uh, Google Doc for those lovely subscribers to the newsletter. Kevin. And if hey, this is the brand that I think uh, kevinmurphy.com. No, kevinmurphy.au. .com.au. And I figure there's like maybe an 8% chance that DFA, Details DFA is listening right now. But yeah. when we last met, this is the product line that I think she would be drawn to. Product matchmaker. There it is. All right. But we got to go. 
So I'm that one. Uh huh. Okay. You take that between now and next we meet, and then we'll work on your collection of products. For now, I want to know how close are we to the apocalypse? Past, present, future. Past, Mark. The dizzying array of signs. The Empress. Okay. Friend of the show. The Empress makes frequent appearances. Let me tell you a little bit about the Empress. Sounds powerful. Fruitfulness, initiative, action, long days, clandestine, the unknown, difficulty, doubt, ignorance. Reversed, light, truth, the unraveling of involved matters, public rejoicing, also according to vacillation. So yes, in the past we... You know what? To me, this political cycle, Mark, it's heightened, sure. Like, what's going on right now? Is it a fever pitch? Yes. But it is just the uptick of this pendulum swing. Yes. You know, it's always going back and forth. So yes, yes, the past has been vacillating, not wildly, evenly. Pretty Obama-Trump yeah. act, react. Where are we right now? Con. What the hell is this? Oh, no. Oh, my God. The present is the five of pentacles. This is perhaps one of the most desperate-looking cards I've ever seen. <laughs> that could be apt. Oh, boy. Maybe this, this reading is um, Let's just, on point, my friend. Well, as Pentacles if five? Always. Two... All right, you're going <laughs> to... I'll be amazed if you know this word. Medicants? Medicants. Mendicants. Mendicants. Beggars. Oh, okay. That's what I'm looking at. Two beggars in a snowstorm pass a lighted casement. Divinatory meanings. It foretells material trouble above all, whether in the form illustrated, that is, destitution or otherwise. For some cartomancists, I think that means intuitors like myself, it is a card of love and lovers, wife, husband, friend, mistress. Also, concordance, affinities, these alternatives cannot be harmonized. Reverse disorder, chaos, ruin, discord. Fuck. I think we're in the reverse on this one. I think right now is a moment of, I'm not ready to say ruin, but I'm, yep, it's in the air. (laughs) Hints of bergamot and chaos and definitely disorder. And a slight tinge of ruin. How, How is it that I am, I'm still... Green in terms of, of, of giving readings, Mark, but tell you what. I know Still green? Oh, you're new at it, right. But I feel like I excel. <laughs> and I'm just being honest. <laughs> well, please do. Please six, be honest. Six of wands is what awaits us, Mark. Oh, God. Well, this is the key. This is what um, it all As we comes all know from to. these readings, card one and two do nothing but establish the credibility you need to deliver on that third card for the future. Setting the stage, six of wands, a laureled horseman mm. bears a staff adorned with laurel crown. That sounds like a savior riding to our rescue. I'm already thinking we should not be resting on our laurels. I'm picking that up. Okay. Footmen with staves are at his side. Okay, we've amassed an So in the future, someone, a laurel horseman, a laurel horseman is riding, surrounded by men with sticks. Are they there to club him? Bob Muller. I don't know. Oh. Divinatory meanings. The card has been so designed that it can cover several significations, of course. <laughs> On the surface, it is a, vict- a victor triumphing, but it is also great news such as might be carried in state by the king's courier. Who's the king? Who's not the king? Is this triumphant Trump? I don't think he's our king. Oh, good. It is expectation crowned with its own desire, the crown of hope. You know who'd look good with a laurel? Bernie Sanders. 
Reversed. Apprehension, like fear uh, as of a victorious enemy at the gate. Treachery, disloyalty as of the gates being opened to the enemy. So once again, we're left without a real answer, Mark. Oh. But this is what's good about this reading. It's not saying that we're f- fucked. It's not saying we're not not fucked. It's saying the choice is still ours, Mark. Mike. Mark. Mike. I was thinking of In the Face episode. Jersh. I encourage you to listen to that, but I encourage you more than anything to meditate on just, that. Just, you meditate are it on up this like a reading. Beast, <laughs> meditate on the Six of Wands. Yeah, please do, dear listener. Your, your food news eventually. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're doing it right, man. The choice is still ours, is the point, Mark. Don't wallow in the mire That's of for doubt sure. and disillusionment. Nope. Don't succumb to the chaos. Long game to be fought, played, and won. Don't let the discord down, drown out the ringing in your ears because By that the ringing. Rays of light. That ringing is the ringing As of Madonna. hope. It's a hope. It's a ray of light. Told. Like a prayer, Mark. Lady Gaga. Just like a prayer. And her chronic pain. I know I'll be there. What about you, Mark? Did you know how much pain she was in? Who, Madonna? Lady Gaga. You haven't seen the documentary? No. This I is don't, the fade out, right? I don't have young daughters. Yeah, we watch it. It's, it's not for kids. Oh, it's not? I like her, though. You should watch the Netflix documentary. Okay. I need to watch that one about uh, Jim Carrey playing uh, Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah, it's coming out. But the Lady Gaga, very fascinating. Don't don't waste your time watching that new Noah Baumbach movie, though. So Which one? So natural. So natural. Oh.